Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Stay Grounded podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Q. And I'm super excited to have our next guest on. Her name is Jessica Gavilanes. She is a first-gen Latina. She was born and raised and grew up in northern New Jersey, is a Rucker Newark alumni, a soccer player for 28 years. Jessica is also a well-rounded member of the realtor community in Southern California and New Jersey. And she's available to educate and inspire renters towards the goal of home ownership. Hi, Jess. Welcome to the Stay Grounded podcast. I am so excited to have you here for this episode. I could not find a better person to really be on here to talk to me about this because you taught me so much. But how are you feeling? Welcome. (laughs) I'm very excited. Thank you for having me. I am looking forward to these questions because I got some info to give, even more than what we talked about last time. So yeah, so I'm excited. Yay, I'm so excited. Well, before we get started, I want you to tell the audience, who is Jess? Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the real estate game. Okay, so that's a loaded question. But um, okay, It's so so funny. A lot of people say that it is a loaded question. It is because it's like, tell me a little bit about yourself, but there's so much to tell. So I get There's so much to tell. So actually, the first thing that I thought of was like, let me ask people that know me. I asked my mom and I asked my partner and I'm just going to spit off what they ended up saying about me. And then I'll give a little bit about myself on my own end. But independent, knows what she wants, family is important, expresses her, mama said express when necessary. She's prepared, (laughs) she's prepared for life, wants stability, but not to be stagnant. She's a good helper. Friendship is very important, loves to travel, respects traditions, take care of loved ones, emotionally mature, self-aware, ambitious, self-sincerely caring, willing to go the extra mile, organized, informative of the real estate market. Thank you, my partner, and dependable. (laughs) So that's all the things that they had to say about me. I know, right? I was like, oh. I love. Um, Now, for me, for me, I go stubborn with what I want, critical of myself, wanting Mm. to help as many people as I can in a real way for them. Mm -hmm. I'm empathetic. And I'm someone who's not available to continue living life in survival mode or to allow those around me to continue living in survival mode. Mm, that's powerful. And just a little background so everybody knows, Jess and I have known each other forever. We've known each other since we were teenagers. I think yeah, it's 10 years crazy? now. More. We're in our 30s, girl. We're not going to hide 13. that from the audience. Oh, <laughs> but we've known each other. Yeah, we've been we've known each other since we were teenagers. We played soccer together for many, many years. She's an incredible soccer player and I could definitely vouch for everything that your family and your partner said for sure (laughs) totally totally can validate that you're incredible so I'm so happy we actually spoke a couple weeks ago I had reached out to Jess because I am ready to really take myself serious in buying something I want to own real estate but I didn't know how to start I was lost as to what exactly I personally needed. And I DM'd Jess. I was like, hey, can we have a little Zoom wine time so that we can chat and maybe I can ask you some questions. And this is why I had to have her on here, guys, because (laughs) when I'm telling you, I had no idea what I was doing, like 0%. And then there was just so much clarity that came from my conversation with Jess to just understanding what my personal needs are as someone that wants to own because what may work for everybody may really not work for me. And I realized that through our conversation, which is insane, goes to say that my whole mission now is to buy a condo, not a two family home, which I was so adamant about buying, but really makes no sense for me where I am in my life. So that's a little bit of background about Mm -hmm. why I'm getting Jess on here to really talk to us about this. And To kind of start this off, I want you to explain to us, and for those people that don't know, what are the exact qualifications for buying a home, a condo, apartment? What exactly do you need in Mm -hmm. order to be prepared, I guess? Because I know that there are so many things that you need. When we were going over the list, I was like, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) But it's good to know. It's good to know. I will say right off the bat that it all depends on everybody's unique situation, circumstances, wants, needs, right? What you need, let's say, okay, so you start the conversation off with the lender. The first thing they're all pretty much going to ask you for are the following gist of things. Last 30 days of paycheck stubs, uh, W-2s, 
of the previous year, a mm -hmm. copy of your driver's license, and the last bank st statement. And if you have money in your savings account, part of that would be added to the bank statements, not just mm. your debit, right? But also your savings accounts and anything that you have open in regards to legal issues. So for instance, someone if someone has like a court order for child support, they're going to want that information mm. as well. Okay. So that's like the general beginning the conversation kind of a thing with a mm -hmm. lender. Now, mm -hmm. <clears throat> just as ready, guys. <laughs> There is so many different types of products as far as loans go. Mm -hmm. And many different lenders do different things. So I'll just read off of one FHA for one of the lenders that I know, traditional Fannie and Freddie loans, and a con we'll do a conventional loan as well. And then I have other ones for further down the day. But if you're doing FHA loan, you're putting down 3.5% at the minimum, right? That's the lowest you can go for a FHA loan. You can purchase one to four units. So you can purchase a single family house or you could purchase a multifamily that's up to four. Anything after four is commercial. Oh, okay. that's good mm. to know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, cool. And you can add non-occupying co-borrowers to help you qualify. For an FHA, right? Uh -huh. So what does that mean? Someone who is not going to live with you, but they're going to help you qualify by like either co-signing or co-borrowing, okay? That's an FHA. That's a gist. Now, the reason I spit these off is because what do you need to qualify? You need paperwork. <laughs> that's really all that mm -hmm. it is. And mm -hmm. for those that are not uh, citizens yet, you need the work visa number. You need like the number, the I, what is it, the ITN? Mm -hmm. You need the ITN mm -hmm. at a minimum. Mm -hmm. There are lenders mm -hmm. that will help you do that as long as you have that. If you don't have that, then you got to get that. Yeah. But yeah. jumbo loans or conventional loans, one to two year tax returns are typically required. They can be used for investment properties. So if you're looking to have it as an investment property where you're not occupying the property at all, you can use that loan. We have... Up to $3 million of a loan. A jumbo loan is bigger than a normal conventional loan. So it goes past the typical purchase rate, right? So mm -hmm. it goes up to mm -hmm. $3 million and they cover 80%. Oh, mm. okay. Okay. And the next example that I give is a traditional Fannie Freddie uh, loans, which is one or two years, again, of tax returns. So tax returns, if you don't have your tax returns prepared you need to start getting that prepared. Mm -hmm. They can work with your pay stubs and your W-2s, if only, if you don't have tax returns, they can work with that to qualify. Mm -hmm. And then they have competitive rates and the lowest closing costs. So it depends, like again, so what do you need to qualify? You need information. You need your paperwork mm -hmm. ready to go, prepared. You know where to go to print it out. You know who to ask to print it out for you. You just mm -hmm. need your paperwork. And then when you go to the lender and they run your credit and they go through all these documents, it's going to tell them how much you qualify for. Okay. okay. The sentence of you don't qualify is the wrong sentence. You're qualified. You'll just qualify for a certain number. Mm. So what they're saying is when you don't qualify for a sentence, you don't qualify for a certain purchase price. Like if you're coming in and you're saying, I want to buy a $450,000 house, they go through all of your paperwork, right? And they're mm -hmm. like, you don't qualify for four hundred fifty. They're going to tell you what you do qualify for. Oh, that's really interesting. Yes. Okay. And can I ask you something for yeah. those that don't understand, right? What is the difference between an FHA and a conventional loan? So FHA is government funded mm -hmm. and conventional loans are not. Another sure. difference is FHAs tend to have a higher mortgage insurance um, than a okay. conventional. Okay. Every loan has a PMI on it if it's not 20% and over. Gotcha. So anything okay. under 20% of a down payment, rather, sorry, of a down payment, you're going to pay mortgage insurance on. Anything 20% oh, okay, and okay. over, you're not paying mortgage insurance on. Oh, very interesting. Well, so you, yeah. thank you for the, like, the needs, right, to qualify, first of all, right? Because mm -hmm. we all need to qualify. We all need to know what we need in order to qualify. Right. And then with that, like, that goes on to my second question. When you're buying a property, what fee should we be aware of? 
Because, mm. okay, one thing is to qualify for a loan, right? Great. I know that that's really just the start of it. Like right. now we need to get ready for all these fees that are going to come our way. Because right. when I remember you and I talking, I was like, fees, fees, fees. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Hold on. No, but it's so good to know because then you're clear about what's coming next. Like, right. great. We're ready. We're qualified. Let's do this. But like, then what else do I have to pay? Because people get excited when they qualify, but then they don't realize that there's just all this back end fees that we have to actually Front pay. and back. Yeah. 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 So great question. Okay. So aside from your down payment, mm -hmm. you put an offer in, you get accepted, you open escrow, and then you first of all, right off the bat is inspection. Okay. okay. So inspection is coming out of your pocket as the buyer. Okay. You are paying the inspector to come inspect the house and check it out and let you know what's wrong with it <laughs> and what's good with it, honestly. Um, inspection for the inspector that costs may be a range i'll give a range just to cover both coasts we're talking about perhaps 500 to a thousand okay that is coming out mm -hmm. of your pocket one-time fee to that inspector directly to that inspector after that is pretty much appraisal appraisal you tend to pay the lender because the lender orders this so you pay the lender towards them ordering the appraisal a person comes out appraises the house mm. and then they tell you what the value of that house is, right? Okay. They add appraisal, another range. We got, I'm going to estimate around 500 right now. I did talk to another lender out here in California the other day, and they were saying for VA loans, it actually went up and oh. their appraisals are going about at $700, oh. which is high. Okay. Yeah, but that's yeah, high. that's a one-time fee again. Okay. Every time you get an appraiser out, you're paying him. He only goes once unless there's a disagreement and mm. either realtors or clients decide we want them to do it again, you're going to have to pay a fee. How much? Okay. It depends on that lender. Okay. So those are the first types of fees. You're not paying a realtor okay. right there. You're not paying anybody else right there. Oh, and if you're from Jersey, your attorney fee, it's not even right there either. Um, okay. That comes with your closing costs. Mm. So you got down payment, inspector, the lender origination fee, okay, and appraisal. Let, I don't I don't think I touched base on that one, but let me backtrack a little bit there. The lender origination fee is when you decide on a lender that you're working with and you do their application and everything, they're going to charge you an origination fee. They're originating, they're starting your file kind of a thing, mm. and you're paying for them to start your file. Okay. Okay. Um, right. So moving on to closing costs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Part of that origination fee, I believe, is the credit report. You pay the credit report to get your credit pulled, the application fee, the origination fee, moving on. Part of your closing cost comes up with the government reporting costs. Okay. So with the town. Oh, with the, okay. Yes. So with the town that you're buying in, you have to pay a certain fee to pretty much register the property under your house kind of thing. Okay, and what would that kind of? I guess it depends on every town. It depends on the, okay, yeah, literally, okay. it depends on the town. Everybody's different. I can't even give you a range on that one. Okay, because everyone's okay. so different. That makes sense. Um, yeah, and then the title. You have title okay. fees. What is title? Why are you doing title fee? Title is to make sure that the house that you are purchasing, no one else can come in to whether you are. During escrow or even after you close, no one is available to come back and say, this is my house. It's mm. not free and clear. Okay. I still have property rights over this pro the, over this house kind of a thing. So title agencies make sure that before you close on your house, it is free and clear of no other, mm. no other owners. Okay. Which is very important because a lot of cases have come up where they didn't do title. Yeah. And then previous owners came up and be like, uh, uh yeah, skipped a part. Yeah. And this is actually yeah. my house now. And there's a whole lawsuit or whatever. Oh my gosh. That yeah. sounds insane. Okay. It sounds so crazy. important to have a title. <laughs> Must <laughs> be a title fee. Especially in Jersey. Jersey's very big on this. Your attorneys won't do anything without the title. So okay. you, okay. ha you have to. Title insurance, survey fees. If you're going to buy the survey, which is pretty much the blueprint of your property. It okay. tells you where your property lines are. 
And sometimes it's worth getting it during your escrow because it may have changed, like the property may have changed, deformed since the last owner bought the survey, which could have been 25 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes it's worth doing that. But if nothing has ever changed, sometimes it's like you can buy it later on. Once Mm -hmm. you become the homeowner, buy it whenever you want. Um, survey fees. And then again, like I said, attorney fees, uh, uh, that I can give a range on because it's not local government, pretty much close to the 980, 980 to about, well, now the prices have increased. I want to say 2,500. So it's pretty decent range, but it's a one-time, one-time fee. Mm -hmm. Part of your closing costs. That's when you pay your attorney. That's when you pay your real estate agent. That's when you pay everybody. Yep. Title, escrow, okay. everybody. Um, okay. And home insurance, okay. also part of your closing Super costs. important. Yeah. Yes. Home insurance gets in there and then whatever escrow payments you have to pay to close out. Escrow is when it's who's holding your money during the mm-hmm. entire transaction. So there's a lot to think about. But yeah. this is why we do interviews with lenders prior to seeing houses. Okay. People, the public tends to do things the other way around. Okay. So what do you recommend? You, you got to pick a realtor. Okay. That realtor will help you, guide you through who should, you should interview first. But okay. you either speak to the realtor first or you speak to the lender first. Whichever one you want to do first. Both of these people are super important though. Mm-hmm. So I recommend pick a realtor, discuss what lenders they know just to get you started on your research. You start okay. interviewing your lenders and you start asking certain questions, which again, your realtor can help you through. And you decide on a lender. After your lender, okay. in Jersey, attorney. Okay? okay. Get your attorney. Pick your attorney so that when you do place an offer, you are absolutely ready. Everybody knows who you're going to send that paperwork to mm. right away. We're not okay. waiting for you to find mm-hmm. one now. You already got mm-hmm. one. Attorney. Okay. After attorney is inspector. Because again, once you got your offer accepted, the attorney says what he needs to say to the other attorney Mm-mm. and then mm-hmm. and like, then and then you schedule your inspection okay. like that again right yeah. away like you know you're ready you already have your team picked out so those are the four top people that i that's would your say team it's your team i like that's that. who that's you need team. right away mm-hmm. okay. okay that's amazing that's so good to know because i didn't know that we had to have these four people basically ready or on the go yeah right and they're they're actually super important because the realtor will literally guide you into hey you guys have been around and using all these lenders for so long that you probably know what what fits for us depending Mm -hmm. on our situation because everybody's situation is so different so which kind of leads me into the third our fourth question actually (laughs) and this goes especially because this was a huge concern for me as an entrepreneur as a freelancer because that's really what I do and so my reservation was okay I can never get a property because you know as a freelancer entrepreneur my months look very different whereas like one month I can make ten thousand dollars but one month I may not make like the ten thousand dollars you know what I'm saying so as an entrepreneur freelancer are there any opportunities for us to purchase get a loan can you tell us a little bit about that because this was a great one for me and you answered it so beautifully yeah. i was like all my reservations like i was like not afraid anymore i was like uh, okay thank god yeah so part of and this takes me back to the when you're interviewing lenders that's mm-hmm. a question that you'd have to ask right up front do you have any products for self self-employed entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and I'll read a list off one of the one of the lenders that I connected with out here in California mm-hmm. specifically but I'll read a list off of what they have so it, there's a no income product oh okay. okay so it's for a 30 or 40 year uh, loan mm-hmm. you don't need your tax returns you don't need w2s oh. you don't need pay stubs right you don't okay you can use 100% of gifted funds. So somebody can go ahead and give, whoever it is is going to help you buy this house, can mm-hmm. give you all of the down payment, can give you all of the closing costs, and they'll use it, right? Wow, they, okay. So however you get that money, they don't care. Just yeah, get that money. Yeah, yeah. Your minimum FICO score for this specific product with this specific lender is 660. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not bad. It's not bad. It's not asking okay. too much, yeah, right? Yeah, it's not. No. 
the max, look at this one, the maximum loan amount. So the maximum amount that you can buy the house or use a loan for to buy the house is mm-hmm. 3 million. That's oh. high. Yes. Yeah. And then he has purchase and rate term refi up to 80% loan to value. So that's just to give an example of that. There are mm-hmm. lenders out there who have certain types of products, loans that help self-employed entrepreneurs yeah. buy houses without the W-2s that everybody thinks you need. Okay. There's another mm-hmm. one, the bank statement product. And this is more common okay. with among many lenders. Bank statement products. You need 12 or 24 months of personal business or combined bank statements. Okay. Okay. No tax returns required. Loan amount up to $5 million. That's even higher. Wow. Yeah. That's so up high. to a purchase price of $5 million, mm-hmm. Or rather over. And then only 10% is down is required with a minimum FICO score of 680. That's not bad either. That's not I'm bad shocked. Because, you, you know, usually as, as in general, as home, like people that buy homes and stuff, I always thought that you needed like this super high credit score. And like, it's just like, that's such a doable number. Especially yeah, for 680, 660. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so doable. I mean, if you're at 700, obviously you're like, you're great. This you're great. saving. <laughs> right. You're saving, right? Because the higher the credit score, the, the more better money the interest rates. Also, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the interest rate are, which we will go into next. But please continue because that would be my question after this. Well, the only other thing for the bank statement with this specific lender is the the loan uh, would be for either a 15 years or for a 30 year in, at a fixed rate. So it, the rate doesn't change. Okay. So whatever, whenever okay. you buy that house with that rate that they give you, that's the rate for the whole 30 or 15 years. Um, cool. And then, yeah, that's I it. I love that. Yeah. It, it, you that's know, it. like you, I know, I love that you're saying that because it really is that's it. Like, you, I just, this is why it's so important to reach out, guys, because just sitting with Jess, like, clarified so many things that I was actually nervous about, mm. and that the nervousness was from things that I had heard on the outside and in my mind that mm. were not true, like, that did not make sense for even my specific situation, where it's like, I'm a single person, I want to mm. buy a property, but really, I don't have the capacity to take care of a big home. Like Mm. I just don't, I don't have the capacity. Maybe one day in the future when I'm married, that may be possible. But right now I realized through reaching out, reaching out to people that are professionals and that have an understanding of this, of how accessible all these goals really are. I just feel like they don't try to make it accessible for us. But we're here to break, break barriers. So yeah, we are. we're doing it. We're doing it. And that kind of leads me to the question that I was going to ask you. Can we pay lower interest rates? Is that a possibility? Yes. If we can, how can we go about that? Because mm-hmm. I know interest rates for me, if I can pay a fee and just downsize that, because interest rates are what murder us. Yes. I think not only a home, but credit cards, anything. Oh my God, so yes. like, Yeah. So if you could just please give us like a, yeah, can can we pay lower interest rates? And if so, how? Yes. So it's something called buying down the rate. It's a buy down. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of different ways to do this. Again, I would reach out to a lender to get the specifics. But one way, and I'll just give this pretty general example, is you pay 1% of the purchase price of the house that you're interested in, and you buy a point. So 1% for each point. So let's say... You're considering a house of, let's do Mm 450,000, okay, times 1% is 4,500, right? Mm -hmm. So now let's say we're at 7% of an interest rate right now, right, in general. We're trying to buy it down to a 5%. That means you have to buy two points. So Uh 4,500 times two is 9,000. That's your one-time fee. You pay that to the lender. They bring down your rate from seven to five. You lock that in. Done. You're buying wow. the house at a 5% rate. Okay. And, and just to clarify, because I'm sorry, but this was mind blowing. I don't know if anybody else <laughs> is mind blown by this, but I was mind blown that I can actually pay a freaking fee to lower my interest rate. I was like, what? So mm-hmm. you can start off at a 7%, but let's say you want to pay. I'm like, you know what? I have the money. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. go down to a 4%. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay that. I'd rather, and there's just a benefit of, yeah. You maybe at first it's gonna hitch up, but in the long run, but in the 30 years, you're winning. 
you win, you're saving a lot of money. And right. so that is something that when I asked Jess, I was in shock. I was like, we can actually pay these people money so that they can knock off interest rate. And right. that's a hundred percent on my expenses list. That is my, of course, all these other fees, but like this is, I want to be prepared to yes. pay down interest because I know in the long run, it's going to save me so much money. And I know that the first couple of properties that I have, I want to rent them. I don't want to live in them. I want to rent them. And so if I'm paying less interest, that's more money in my pocket. In your pocket. Right. Right. So guys, please pay lower interest rates. Like Pay down the rate. Buy yeah. down the rate. And now just because I want to give this, just like you said, clarity, let's just do the math right here. Okay. So let's just do mm -hmm. the 450000 purchase price, right? Let's work right. on that. So 450, just so that people have like an understanding of why you should save up money for a buy down. Okay. Let's do 450, three and a half percent down payment, 30 year loan. We'll bring this up to 7% interest rate, just worst case scenario and $6,000 of annual taxes and home insurance of 200. We're giving rough estimates here. That's going to cost you on a monthly 3,589, right? Okay. Right. Okay. Now we're doing the whole, let's buy down the rate. We're giving 9,000 for two points, right. which takes us to 5% of an interest rate. Now your monthly is $3,031. I mean, $500 down a month. That's crazy a month. to me. That's cr for a one-time fee, guys. For a one-time fee. Now, you're and not limited to how many points. I'm pretty sure, sure you're not limited. Don't quote me on that one, but you're not limited. Like you, If you want to come down to the three, okay. pay oh, that up. Okay. Pay okay. it up. Okay. So now let's say, okay, so yes, I was going to say, let's imagine that it's at a 3%, right? Mm. That we want to pay that interest that we... rate fee because <laughs> when we're balling, we're doing this like 3% <laughs> fee. What would that look like? That would come out to a rough estimate of 2,530. That's a thousand dollars off. That is a thousand dollars off. That sounds insane to me. I would rather pay a one-time fee then be stuck with paying a thousand more dollars a month Every when month. I can have that a thousand dollars in my pocket guys mm -hmm. please pay the slower interest fee like that is already a part of what I'm going to be doing because if I can and yes. this is my goal is I'm going to get down to three percent I don't yes. want to pay seven percent every year right like, even if you guys look at your credit cards those interest fees are murdering you like they're murdering you. like that's your student loans if you're oh. paying minimum, if you're paying minimum, you're literally just paying them interest Forever. rate. <laughs> yeah, That's it's never going paying. down. Yeah, it's, it's never, going, never down. going down. Right. So you always have to pay so much more because the interest rate, I wish they had a buyout for like all this stuff. I know. Because like, how amazing would that be? Yeah. But you can do it for your home. You can, you do, it can for do it for your, your home. So please take the opportunity to include that. And I know that it's a big fee. And sometimes at the beginning, it hurts. But in the long run, it's literally the smartest thing that you can do. Yeah. Let's it's, say, you know, you're saving $1,000 every month. month for 30 years. That's, that's 12000 a year. That's drastic. Right. 12000 so for 30. Like, let's just keep doing that. You know, like that's right. drastic. And then yeah. also the other thing I would say is those who are paying rent right now, I'm very big on helping renters turn into homeowners, right? So- those who are paying mm -hmm. rent right now, none of your money is getting invested in your, your shelter, right? Mm -hmm. I understand mm -hmm. that we like to rent because it's just that much easier to either relocate or whatever. Yeah. However, so much of your money is going into somebody else's pocket. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people like to use the excuse of 7% being very high. And it is. I'm not going to say it's not. But all of your rent is 100%. Like that's 100% of interest rate. 100%. Compared, yeah. compared to the 7 yeah. Yeah. So let's get real with ourselves. Let's get yeah. serious about saving money, mm -hmm. cushion money on top mm -hmm. of that, because you never want to be in a transaction and be like, oh, crap, now I can't pay this. Now I can't right. buy the house. Right. We don't want that. Right. And it's not to say that this is an easy process, because right. it's not, guys. And for me, like my my job is fulfilling. I love it. But it really just pays it pays my bills. And, you know, but I'm working other jobs. Mm -hmm. so that I can get the money that I need to yeah. own. I don't want to rent anymore. I'm actually going to go to Colombia mm -hmm. for a couple months because 
that's how much money I want to save. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's everybody's situation. That not everybody can pick up and go. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but find shortcuts. Right. Where are you spending your money? Right. You know, I've honestly, since our conversation, I've cut out a lot of going out on weekends. Like I'm really cutting, I'm really trying to cut corners. There are certain things that are non-negotiable for me, but for the things that are negotiable, maybe I'm not eating out as much. Right. I need to go buy groceries. Why am I spending so much money eating out $100 every time I go out yeah, when no. I can pay $100 for groceries a week? Right. Like, you know, I know we have certain lifestyles, but in order to get to this goal that we're talking about and to be able to pay low interest fees, because is I still can't get over it, <laughs> there needs to be sacrifices that need to be made. And let's you know what stop. I'm saying? Yeah, they're temporary sacrifices. Like right. we want right. to get to a point in our lives where we don't have to worry about this anymore. Mm-hmm. And that is ownership. You have to own things yeah. and use them as an asset, right? Because even if you buy your first house and you're living in it, it's appreciating, but it's not technically an asset because you're still using it. So it's not you're not profiting the everyday, right? Like your yeah. your money is being held. It's like your house is your savings account. Your yeah. house, it's, it's being held there. But once you purchase that second property, keep that first property, that yeah. rental income is now, now you're making progress. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, we got up. I mean, we all just have to get a little creative with our extra income extra, because we can't, we're not going to survive on social security alone. Yeah, we're not. And, it's and not ours. that's, and that's really what, what motivated me. I'm like, okay, as mm. a freelance, I, I don't have like, I started my pension, right? Like, right. But in reality, well, let's be real. I don't, yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to work forever. Or like, I want to be able to make money while I'm sleeping. And right. that's really my goal. And maybe that's not everybody's goal, but I know that for me, for example, I want to be able to buy a property and then buy another property and then rent that one. And then eventually buy my own dream home, but right. with all those incomes, mm-hmm. you know, and exactly. One of the questions that I actually, that popped up in my head that I wanted to ask you, because I very much intend to buy property in Colombia. So international property is kind of my question. Does that help or hurt you in your portfolio, let's say? Because for me, for example, I travel enough to Colombia where one, Mm -hmm. I love to Airbnb it because, you know, the area where I live is, it's kind of hot right now. So Mm -hmm. I know that there's a lot of renting happening. People are coming in and out, right? Mm -hmm. Also, I like to go to Colombia. You know, and I don't want to always mm. stay somewhere and rent mm-hmm. again, right? Quote unquote, I don't want to rent. I want to be right. able to have a place and be like, okay, I'm blocking off this time. I'm going to my apartment. Right. So like, does that hurt us, our portfolio? Does that help us? Is Does that even matter? It's an asset. Yeah. Right. An and that's pretty mm-hmm. much where you're growing your money is with your mm-hmm. assets. Mm-hmm. So does it hurt you? No, because if... Some, if you're trying to buy in, in you know, United States and mm-hmm. they see that you have a property worth whatever it is worth in Colombia, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're just going to use the value of what that house is, right? So as you collateral almost. as collateral, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's that's sufficient enough to if you ever, for whatever reason, can't pay this, we'll value off of this house, pay that, bam, boom, whatever, whatever equity yeah. you have in the condo in Colombia, wherever it is you have in Colombia. Um, it's assets. That's all we're doing. I don't care where you have it. (laughs) It's assets. So it's just a matter of, like I said, like there's so many people. We have so many people that have properties here and there in other countries or, you know, buyers in the United States that have other properties in Mexico or, you know, anywhere, Italy, Colombia, anywhere. So, yeah, no, a lot of people do that. A lot of people that are part of that 1% Mm -hmm. do that. And so we will be a part of that 1%. And and you guys are not excited about this? I'm excited. Like every time I talk to Jess about real estate, I just get so excited because I feel like I'm learning more. Mm. You know, this stuff wasn't taught to us, especially no, sure for my, my BIPOC community. We're not taught this stuff. It's like society wants us to fail and it's our responsibility to get informed. I know that Jess, for example, has intro calls, right? You have mm-hmm. informative intro calls and she's very active on social media in answering questions. I know you have lives. Follow her. If you need to learn things, follow her. Follow all these people. She posts this guy that just goes in on information. I'm like, whoa. Like, he's so good you know, about it. <laughs> he's so good. So it's getting filter out your social media. If you're listening Mm -hmm. to too much junk, maybe you need to start following things that have more value to your life. I know that every six months, 
I do social media cleanse because mm-hmm. what I was very interested maybe two years ago, I'm definitely not interested in listening to now, right? I'm right. growing up. A lot of my stuff is in wellness, in real estate. You know, these are things that will help us grow. And we weren't taught this as kids. And a lot of us, our parents were always in survival mode and they did the best that they could. But it's up to us to take ourselves and our families out of survival mode and know that owning real estate is possible. And it's not as difficult as everybody makes it seem. Of course, there are sacrifices because there it is. With every big goal. Exactly. Right. Right. But when you're clear about the things, like everything that mm. Jess has described during this conversation, I feel relieved. Mm. I feel relieved that at least I have a list of shit that I know that I have to really take into account before I become an owner. I know, for example, when Jess and I had our little Q&A, yeah. I really, I'm so stressed out because I was like, oh, I have to own a two family home in order to make money. That is the most false thing that I (laughs) embedded in my head. I realized because a lot of people were telling me, oh, no, owning an apartment or a condo is a waste of money. Mm -hmm. But Jess told me, not really. It really depends on your location. Mm -hmm. It depends on where you're buying. It depends Mm -hmm. on just a lot of factors that I didn't know about. And so now I'm super clear. I'm like, yeah. So my goal was not a two-family home. And that's why I felt overwhelmed by the goal. My goal is really a condo that I can then rent out. Right. That. Specifically because of the maintenance part. Exactly. That part. Exactly. Please expand on the maintenance part. Because, yes. So, you know. of course, no. See, so that's the thing where we say everybody's transaction is unique because it mm-hmm. all depends on what it is that you actually need. You needed your sanity to be okay, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And your sanity was not going to be okay if you had to property manage extra. Oh, no. Absolutely right. Not. It's it's yeah. not it's not in the it's not in the game for you. No. And okay, cool. Does that mean you can't own? No. Condos, mm. the maintenance people do it. Yeah. Pay, it's in your best. rent. It's in the, the rent. Best. I'm you like, know, you won't yeah. gotta worry about nothing. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you pay for a smoke detector here and there. But like, you know, the maintenance the condo is part of maintenance. It's, it has an HOA for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In that in that rental, you are charging that HOA with it. Cool. Fine. Yeah. It's part of their rent. You disclose it, of course, you know, because you want to be honest. But like they, they know this is. Mm-hmm. If you have trouble, call the maintenance people of the building. I, Done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was a huge thing for me. For me, it's like I travel a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to be. I, I just for me, for my special situation, is like right. I don't want to feel like I'm here and kind of almost stuck because I have this property and I can't leave because I am the property manager of my own property. Right. You know, like that doesn't make sense to me. And so, right. knowing that, okay, I can actually buy a condo because I'm not even in charge of maintenance was right. such a relief for me. Yeah. But just knowing where I want to buy, right? Exactly. And it's very cool. Like I started looking at properties since we spoke because okay. just keep an eye out and manifesting, you know, and like, okay, well, mm-hmm. this is on my price range. Like, what can I get with this X amount that I want to spend? Right. Because mm-hmm. being realistic also and like, and I've seen so many that are great price and beautiful and I don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it was just such a stressor having to even think about maintaining a whole property. Uh, like if something blew or, oh, no. The like landscape, was, uh, the plumbing, the electricity. I mean, like, it's a lot. And honestly, there are, and I want to just do a tidbit because there's home buyer courses, right? Out there for people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the public knows this because I hear it about it all the well, time. But yeah. There's home buyer courses. So when we talk about down payment assistance programs, because everybody's so big on their down payment assistance programs right now. Which um, was my 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 oh. next question. But this is great. No, no, no. Please okay. keep going. That was so, my next question. So, I mean, a lot of them have home buyer courses required. You either do it before you get approved for the down payment assistance program, or mm-hmm. you do it while you're in escrow. Some of them say you just got to get it done before you close on the house. Why? Because these programs, these courses are teaching you how to become a homeowner because it's not just about, Mm. okay, I want to buy and that's it. Yeah. No. How are you going to stay a homeowner for Mm -hmm. five, 10, 15 years, either with this property or the next? There are so many things that go into buying, which is why it's worth it, right? Like anything worthwhile Mm -hmm. is not going to be easy, but there's maintenance. Mm -hmm. What do you know about plumbing? 
I mean, I definitely don't know anything. I mean, right? I, what, what am I going to... Girl, I, that's I my point. Yeah. <laughs> right. I ain't doing it. I'm definitely not doing But if point. I see a certain something, who am I calling? And how much does that cost? And when should I get it fixed? Or, you know, the electrical, the mm. HVAC. I mean, all these things are super important to understand prior to going into homeowning. Because when you get pre-approved, wow. they're considering a certain amount, right? But... Mm-hmm. Are they actually considering all the extra random expenses that go into homeowning no. for the next thirty years? No, yeah, right. No. It's it's not that they want. They don't mm-hmm. want you to be home broke, right? They don't want you to be house broke or anything. But they can't possibly imagine how much that's going to cost you. So yeah. it's up to you mm-hmm. as a person who's paying and knows what they're paying on a monthly to certain things to disclose those things and so be real honest with that lender because they are going to give you the best amount that you can afford and then still live your life right right that's what those are the people that i i feel like i try to work with those kind of lenders not the lenders that are like this is going to make me a higher commission no it's what need the buyer actually needs and can do and can enjoy we're not trying to make you stressed out you gotta enjoy your home yeah absolutely and kind of like with that for first time homeowners Mm -hmm. are there any which leads me to the next question. Yeah. Are there any programs for first-time homeowners that we can potentially apply for, maybe get more money, maybe get a decrease anywhere? Are there any programs specifically for first-time homeowners? Yeah, actually, you know what? So just an FYI, every state has its own program. Mainly most counties, if not all counties, have their own programs. We also, sometimes it's like random grants that aren't state nor county. They're just like certain agencies perhaps that Mm -hmm. have certain grants available. So the easiest way I would say to find out if your local market has uh, down payment assistance programs available. I mean, the fastest thing, the fastest answer is yes, because your state has it, right? They have some Mm -hmm. kind of a program. And all you have to do is, the easiest way is find an agent, have them figure it out, and then they get back to okay. you. That's the easiest okay. way to figure cool. it out. Yeah. But I do want to list off a few as soon as I can find my email. Oh, see, see, there's so many of them. Okay. Because I want to name, these are certain specific ones in California. So the main most popular one, I would say, is mm-hmm. called Cal HFA, the My Home Assistance Program. And I'm going to just, okay. a little bit of the, what it's doing. This mm-hmm. specific program can provide you up to 15000 okay, mm-hmm. in assistance for the second mortgage. There is another one that's a forgivable mortgage, forgivable loan. That's FHA, which provides you with 21500 up to 21500 of assistance. Okay. There's, okay. Pro- I mean, I literally have a big, that's uh, this is a big list, but I'm going <laughs> to just state another one. Oh, this is an important one. There's one that provides 28595 up to in mm-hmm. assistance, and that one's called the GSFA, which stands for Golden State Finance Authority. Here, they have they even break it down. It's called Affordable First Mortgages. So, again, so it's the Cal oh. FHA conventional, mm-hmm. and then there's the Cal FHA government, and then there's one for vets, veterans. Oh, Okay. And then, well, there are opportunities out there. There's so many. I mean, mm. but the the bottom line that I'm going to say, because I don't have every state, right? Like I don't have the information right. for every single state, but yeah. you go to your local agent, you find a good one who's like up to your vibe. You ask mm-hmm. them, what are the programs? And then they figure it out. They'll find out. Okay. They get back to you. They provide you with, I can provide my Californian people with a list because of the association that I'm with. Okay. My New Jersey people, I have to do my own digging and my own research. Gotcha. Okay. As so we'll of right now, we don't have that. For the California peeps. We'll be listing some specific ones for California. Cool. And then down the line, I can provide you with New Jersey. Cool. It'll just take me some digging. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. in real that. estate, everything is constantly changing. So even if that program mm-hmm. was when, like, when I was living in Jersey 2019, whenever it was, they may have ran out of funds yeah. for a certain amount of uh, okay. okay. So they're not necessarily okay. available right now, but they'll be available in whatever year people start okay. selling their house. <laughs> Because that's okay. how a lot of these programs get refunded. So mm. when people who have bought the how the their house with that assistance program finally thirty years later or whatever it is ten years later sell their home, they have to pay certain programs back 
out of the sale of their home. And that's how that program gets refunded from the sale. Everybody okay, paying so I didn't back. know that. So mm. this is another good thing to know. Yes, of course, it is. Remember, it is a grant. It's a loan. But you will it's have loan, to, right. for, for some of them, pay it back. You do. Once you sell your house, when you sell whenever your house. it is, right. or if you ever do. Right, exactly. Some of them, yeah. And then there's a lot of that are forgivable. You just have to live in the house for a certain amount of time. So let's say that that specific program, most of them say five years. You have to live in the house for five years. And then after that, it's forgivable. You don't owe them back. Amazing. Okay, so that's another thing to look out for, which is Mm -hmm. great. Live in your property X amount of years. Then you can resell so that you don't have to pay this loan back. You don't have to pay the loan back. Okay, Mm -hmm. this this is such good information. And then there's the ones uh, that are grants, the grants yeah. that you never have to pay back whatsoever. Right, right, because those are grants. Because right. they're grants. Right, right, right. Yeah, Absolutely. so like I said, every state has some type of assistance program. Even if you're not comfortable trying to talk to a realtor about it or you just haven't found one that you're comfortable with yet, go to your local, your town, city hall or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. somebody there has information or where to guide you to go to to tell you, yeah, we have this available. I and love that. Wow. Okay, this was so informative. We are getting to the end of our episode, but before we leave, so I would much. love to know mm-hmm. if you have any last words of advice for anyone kind of trying to understand the real estate game. Like, are there any last notes that I maybe didn't touch up on that you're like, let's let's touch up. Oh, I totally forgot. I'm going back, guys. Hold on a second, because I did have <laughs> a question for you first before we even close out, because okay. this was something very interesting for me. And it's about, can someone help you rent your property? So like, let's say for me, for example, right? I want to um, own a condo, but I kind of want to rent it right away. I don't want to, and it's, I don't have time to look for someone to rent the space. Is there someone that can help me do that? Yeah. So especially in Jersey, Mm -hmm. realtors love doing rentals because it's quick money, Mm -hmm. but you can use your realtor to help you vet out renters. And they'll cool. do the pu- the pulling of the credit score and they'll do the checking out their bank statements. Can they okay. afford it? Three times the rent kind of income, all that stuff. Okay. Your realtor is totally available to help you do that. The other way you could do a- go about it is if you hire a property management company. Okay. And then the property okay. management company deals with all that stuff. And so. then they will take a fee, of course. Yeah. Because you mm-hmm. don't do There's nothing for free. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, so it's like the one time, if you're using your realtor, it's that one-time fee. In Jersey, it's very common that the tenant pays the broker's fee, right? Quote, unquote, broker's fee. Yeah. And in Jersey, it's pretty much they, it's your your one month. It's equal to the one month Mm -hmm. of what that, whatever you're paying for rent. And that month, that check gets split between that realtor, whether there's, you know, if there's two realtors for the landlord and for the tenant, then that Mm -hmm. check gets split between the two. Or if it's only one realtor involved in the whole transaction, then that realtor gets whatever fee that they're charging. So, but there is a broker's fee when you're using an agent. And then of course, if you're, if the landlord is using property management, then they have their property management fee. Cool. Okay. Sorry. I just, I needed to ask that because it came up and I was like, this Mm. is so good because sometimes you just don't want to deal with the process. You just literally just want to buy the property and then let it, (laughs) let it exist. Exactly. And then hiring Mm -hmm. the right people might be your move. Exactly. You know, yeah. you may not have the time to post and do all these things if you're a busy right. person. So this is always right. a good way to to kind of get that going. So now, yeah. okay, now <laughs> we're gonna oh, we're close ending our podcast episode. And I wanted to know if you had any last words, any advice for anyone trying to understand the real estate game. You know what? I'm gonna say research, research, research mm-hmm. is my okay. biggest advice. Education, yeah. right? All whatever yeah. lies under those words, those synonyms. Yeah. And what I'll give today as somewhere to start. Because they have a lot of great articles Mm -hmm. to help the common folk understand a lot of certain things in the buying process is the website, freddymac.com. Well, we'll have it. You can send me that and I will definitely have that in the show notes. If you're looking to do more research, I'm definitely going to look into that. (laughs) I need more information. Um, Yes. But yeah, I'll have that in the show notes. Perfect. So yeah, those be two websites then. We got freddymac.com and then the website for the down payment assistance programs. You put your info in as accurate as you possibly can, and it provides you with the list of programs that you're eligible for, especially for California. Cool. Wow. Right. Well, Jess, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. <laughs> 
I'm super <laughs> excited that you were here to give us all this information. I feel relieved reliving the conversation, right? <laughs> I feel like I, my goal is so attainable now. Yeah. So I really appreciate you taking the time, getting on here, and giving us the information that we need to just simply start. You know, um, right. we're not saying, of course, guys, that this is going to be an easy process, but we are saying that at least you have the list of things that you have to be aware of as you're mm-hmm. going in to buy a home or a property or whatever that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. And as we close out, we always like to ask three questions to our guests. So I'm going to start off with the first one. What's one word that describes the season you're in right now? Oh, one word. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to say joy. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's funny. The summer was a very much a joy summer for me, like finding joy in the things because mm. there was just so much working and moving around that looking for that was really important. That so, part. Yeah. I love that. The second one is what's one piece of advice that you'd want to leave behind if you had to leave the earth today? I know this one can be a little difficult. If you need a couple seconds to just kind of think, just let me know. Yeah, hold on, because I want to narrow that one down. Yeah. One piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I'll say the quote. I'll say, be the difference that you want to see in the world. I love that. I'll say that's that one. Good, yeah, that's. I love that one. Literally, if you left the internet and you left with that, I think that would be so powerful for people. Mm. Amazing. Okay, and the last one is, what is the worst advice that you've ever received from someone? Oh, you know what? To not cry. Oh, yeah. Cry it out, everyone. Cry it out. Cry that out. You know how much better I feel after a really good good cry? Are you kidding me? And you know what's so funny? When you don't cry, you're storing so much Mm -hmm. in your body, and that's why it tenses up. People think that it's just like, these emotions stay in your body. So thank you for that. That is the worst advice that I've ever heard in my life. That is so silly. Everybody go cry. It's okay to right. cry. Go cry. Um, let your kids cry. Like, yeah. let it happen. Yes, I love that. Well, Jess, thank you so much again for being here. I'm so thank excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I mean, I couldn't, <laughs> after how much you helped me, mm. I really couldn't find a better person to do this with. I just felt so much relief from me trying to understand the real estate game that I was like, we need to get people on here because there's our communities need it. You know, yeah. our communities are not aware of how simple and, and things that we need in order to make this happen. Right. So I appreciate it guys. If you're listening in, make sure that you're writing this list, take notes. If you have to go re-listen to this, go re-listen to this and take notes please, because all of it is so important. Um, please. And of course, thank you for listening in. Thank you for being a part of the community. And hopefully you're here alongside me to grow a little more. Till next time, everyone.